Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. We are presented by our good friends, Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. They treat me like family. They'll treat you like family. All you have to do is give them a call. I am your co I'm not your co-host. I am your host, Daniel Greer. But my co-host tonight is none other than Chris Ingram of the No Bluffing Podcast. What's up, Chris? Man, glad to be here, man. And I know you said co-host. You know, if you want to go ahead and get your spot, go. I come take over. It's all good, baby. Well, glad to well, be here, just, man. I was just thinking about saying co-host for you, and then I just completely, yeah, I, I just effed that up. Kind of, kind of, kind of like the uh, the Grizzlies did tonight. So, um, and then mainly it was Dylan Brooks with the with the shot to the Nards. So, um, yeah, man, it happens. Um, real quick before we get into the game. What's your opinion on that that whole scuffle, whatever? Was Dylan was that intentional? Absolutely. Like, let's not even <laughs> let's not even play. Like <laughs> we know Dylan personality. We 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 know exactly what he meant to do on it. And the more and more we kept watching it back, I'm like, Yeah, if you fall a certain way, he wasn't trying to catch himself. That was just an unnecessary just swing of the arm. He knew what he was doing. So yeah. Anything happened after that, it was well deserved. And I love Spider. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I know he ain't on our team. I was like, you know, hey, he was well deserved and whatever reprimand and, and actions came after that. So, yeah, it's all good though. No, I, I like it honestly. Um, I, I, it obviously sucked for for Grizzlies fans because we're the ones that have to be the ones, you know, de- not defending, but hearing the BS that comes down from all the other trolls for the most part um, on the whole Dylan uh, stuff. I am not, and you're not big Dylan fans at all in general. Uh, but I would say that I would have done what, what Donovan Mitchell did, if not probably a little bit more because, yeah. you know, I get a little, you know, angry about that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So listen, it's all justified. It mainly, he was probably throwing his arm back to try to hit him or knock the ball away more than likely. I don't know if he was thinking, I'm going to go for his nards, you know. Uh, but um, it happened in the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It was uh, that scuffle every now and then is always a good time. So um, I really kind of appreciate that a little bit. But uh, yeah. let's get into I'm, the I'm, game. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just mad they threw him out. I don't feel like it was enough for a throw out because okay. no punches didn't look like it was thrown. It was just a scuffle, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, outside of his, like you said, tapping him in the nards, I think that was really it. But it is what it is. We we got our butt whooped at the end of the day, and uh, it's time to get these guys to the to the all star break. Yeah, absolutely. They they need to catch their breath quick. And honestly, getting in at four a.m. off of a game the night before, 
you do have some time to get back, right? And to get ready for the next for the game that same day. But man, right. that that that's a tough turnaround, uh, especially on national television. Uh, shout out to L, who is a um, a, a listener of this podcast, also someone who follows uh, Grizz Lead. Uh, she put out and highlighted when the Grizzlies either won or lost national television games. She also did uh, games that are on NBA TV. Uh, and so that was uh, that was kind of cool to see those to see maybe what other people in, you know around the country are seeing. But overall, if you just did ESPN, ABC, and TNT, they're now five and six. So it seems a lot worse, mm-hmm. but they're only five and six, which that's that's not good for a two seed out in the West. But uh, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Right. Uh, but let's let's go ahead and get into the game a little bit. Uh, the Grizzlies obviously go down 128 to 113. They scored 112 the last two games. So this game, they had an extra point. Um, it was obviously Dylan Brooks getting thrown out. He ends it with nine points. Jaw 24, Desmond had 25. Santi, 21. A good game out of him. Uh, but also, if you look on the other side, uh, the other guy that got thrown out had six points. That's Donovan Mitchell. But Darius Garland, my God, he's so good. Uh, 32 yeah. points, 11 assists. Um, Jared Allen, 18 and 11. Evan Mobley, who I absolutely raked DraftKings tonight. I absolutely just raked it in. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Talking about a ladder. Let's ladder his points and his rebounds. It was beautiful. Uh, 17 points, 14 rebounds from Evan Mobley. And then Seti the Jetty Osman, 21 points, four of eight downtown. Ricky Rubio, 13 points, three of six downtown. That mm. was a big backbreaker. What, what are your thoughts on the game overall? I mean, they kept it close, man. It was it was a game. I, like you said, going back to that national TV thing, like I was I was worried, you know, with everything that, that went into it as far as them getting in late, the back-to-back, not having Jaren. I knew when they announced him being an all-star, it was going to get a team a little bit of a Jota energy. Mm. Yeah. That they need it, but um, after that scuffle, man, it's like it just went downhill. And you know, I'm not gonna say this was just the the move that that broke the camel's back, but I think putting Jake Laravia in the game at that wow. time was kind of just not smart. Um, you already wasn't playing Zaire for whatever reason. I know the trade deadline is coming up, so it could be to get some guys some more court time, maybe you know, to up mm-hmm. their trade value or to keep him out of getting hurt, I don't know. But putting Jake in, I was just like, okay, like the, the game is getting spicy right now. We don't really need Jake that's been not playing at all, basically, to come in here and whatever. And shout out to Jake. I love Jake. I, I You know, I, I think he's going to become a, a great NBA player at some point. I just don't know how long it's going to take, but that wasn't the time. So um, entertaining game. Like you said, Donovan Mitchell didn't really do too much um before he got thrown out so that kind of was a wash but i mean on the predictions it was one of the games that i put this week we were gonna lose anyway i mean the way it was set up i'm not i'm not too worried about that one at all um like you like i said earlier i'm just and i know they are too they tired man um this was the first night in a couple of weeks uh, with all the losing that we've been going through, that I seen Ja have some type of excitement. I said, I told you mm-hmm. last night when you was on the yeah. post game show, I was like, you need to tweet that man again, bro, because he's <laughs> he has not. He, it just ain't been looking fun to him, and I don't know nah. if it's been something going on off the court. That ain't my business, but 
it hasn't been the same job in that aspect. He's been putting up numbers, but the excitement right. hasn't been rubbing off on the team. And so you got to see that tonight. That was probably the one positive. And again, that could be the all-star thing. Um, uh, but they needed to draw the energy. They had it just up until that scuffle, man. That was pretty much it. Yeah, John's up with 30, 30 minutes overall. Um, and let me get your uh, take on this. So John was off the ball a lot because of foul trouble. And so they moved him off the ball to allow him to be on the court, but not be the the offensive threat he was on a normal basis because when he turns the corner and he gets downhill, he obviously can pick up an extra offensive you know charge or an offensive foul uh, going to the basket. But, but that doesn't happen a lot of times. So their decision to go away from him being on ball more and being where Tyus Jones is in the game, or maybe when Tyus Jones wasn't some, it just seemed like he just stood around. Did you mm -hmm. see that at all? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a lot of that. Um, Why? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I I can't put my finger on it, man. It's it's one of those things like I understand the, the, the Tyus and him backcourt and what it provides sometimes. But again, if Ja's not locked into Showtime Ja, where he's going yeah. for the backdoor cuts, he's going for just the highlights. If he's not locked into that mentality, it's not really that great of a uh, of an adjustment that particular night and so i right. would much rather him be getting some rest and bring some other guys in maybe at that time you already have brought in desmond bain to where he can get some uh jock and get some rest but you're right it was a lot of standing around and i'm not gonna say he was folding because that's not josh's personality no matter who's on the court he gonna you know he gonna compete every single night for the most part but uh it was a lot of standing around so you wasn't the only one that seen that i said that a couple times myself like what is going on yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like I don't know. If he can only play on the ball, then really what I don't know, what can he benefit to his other teammates besides him driving, getting downhill? If he has the chance, he's a score first guard. He is going mm -hmm. to score. That's what he does. Right. But if he doesn't, if he feels like he has somebody else coming over, He'll look to kick it out, and he's great at kicking it out to an open shooter. So all that is great. But if he can't become a different type of player, how long can he do that, and how deep can the Grizzlies go on a playoff run? Because eventually you have to get the ball around and get more people involved. That's the reason that Desmond Bain had the night he had. There's a right. reason that Desmond Bain, what did he go, six of seven from deep because he was more involved. He had the ball in his hands more. He was mm -hmm. able to drive. He was able to move the ball. The ball came to him pretty often. He's feeling the ball. So that's right. the thing is, I think that benefits Desmond Bain. Jaw has to figure it out. He has to want to swallow his pride a little bit and say, hey, I have to figure out how to play with my teammates. Yep. Well, what happened to the mid-range jumper that we saw him working on all summer? Mm -hmm. Like, it started off in the beginning of the season. You could see, like, I remember like it was yesterday because it was my anniversary. We was out to eat, me and my wife, and we were watching the game. It was on national TV against the Knicks. And yeah. he was showing out. I think it was a home game, but he was showing out. I mean, he was showing everything that he worked on all the whole offseason. I can't really put my finger right now on when we kind of start, start to see that fade, but it's been literally the go-get-a-bucket job, which is basically go to one of the corners, either get a screen or get the switch, and then he does that little shuffle move, get to the basket, draw a right. foul, or he's going to, you know, uh, make the basket. But the 
the, the mid-range that we just knew he was about to add consistently every single night that was going to unlock this team. Like right. Jaron is is a, what he the way he's playing is unlocking this squad this year. Obviously, Bang taking the leap is 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 unlocking a whole nother level. But us getting to where you can't stop Ja, you can't. I mean, you can you can try right. the game plan, but if those guys are doing what they do and he's knocking knocking down that mid-range or creating that mid-range for himself, that opens it up for him. But if it's just man, it's it's that that part that part is not frustrating. I just don't know why he's why he's going away from it. Um, because I can't even tell you the last game where I saw him maybe like make it a point of emphasis to try to get right. to that spot. I just can't. So maybe you seeing something different than I am. But I mean, even the floaters. I mean, it's like yeah. straight layups, getting contact. That's it. Is it's, it's nothing else. If I if I got a wide open three, I'm gonna take that. But um. I don't know, man. It's maybe, like you said, I keep going back to it. Maybe it's mental fatigue. I, I, that's all I, that I, I can chalk it up to at this point. I, it has to be that because uh, Ja is so good at so many different things within the paint, whether it is the floater, whether whether it is the, uh, the pull-up Jay from the free throw line. He did that tonight. I think it was one of his last shots that he made. Uh, but he is doing the whole scoop with the left hand most of the time, uh, and it's mm-hmm. beautiful. It works. He's not being too inefficient. He's 9 of 20, okay? He's almost shoot 50%. So it, I don't want to knock on the guy on his offensive, you know, on the offensive side because whatever he's doing, I'm going to let him let him cook, right? Let him keep doing what he's going to do. I just want to see a development out of him where he can be off the ball and get the and get the ball into Desmond Bain's hands more than just hey, you catch and shoot cuz if I promise you, and I know you're the same way, and you know, you know a lot about ball and you play a little bit. If you play and you don't ever touch the ball, when you actually touch it, one, you want to shoot because you don't, you're afraid you might not ever get it back, right? You don't right, want to pass right. the ball. Two, right. you're ice cold and you're just feeling it probably for the first time, in the, you know, up and down the court 10 times. You're just feeling the ball. It doesn't feel the same as to somebody who has the ball back and forth, passing it around. It's just like, um, I don't know, just having something in your hand, feeling it, understanding it, it obviously makes life a little bit easier. So um, mm-hmm. there's a reason he went six to seven tonight, I do believe. And I think that is because he had the ball in his hands more often. So we'll see. But I, I, I don't want to knock on Jaw too much. Um, Lord knows yeah. he's probably watching it live right now. I don't know. More, <laughs> than, more than likely. Uh, we've had oh, our man. run-ins. Um, but I, I'm just – I'm just. I want to see him do a little bit more because if he would go yeah. the ball more and then swing around and come back to the top of the key and catch it on while he's moving, that's an extra step he has on the defender, and then he's even creating more movement, and that's really what they need. But uh, let's get yeah. one more thing. I want to get into. Uh, let's get off of uh, Jaw and on to Jake. All right, all right. Let, let, let's just let's just have the conversation. I love. Taylor Jenkins. I think he is a great coach for these dudes. I think they look up to him. I think they mm-hmm. enjoy him. I think he is a decent coach. Okay. He's never going to wow you and his X's and O's. There's a lot of things that he probably has to decide between coming maybe from the front office. It's a political game in a sense. Mm-hmm. But why are we playing Jake? And should he ever play again for the rest of the year? <laughs> Damn, you you ooh we that was that was a spicy one right there. Um 
for the rest, I mean, it really, honestly, no, he down. shouldn't. You're right. Well, he shouldn't. It, 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 it comes down to what what happens next week. Um, if we keep I don't this care. Same, if we make a move that requires Jake from Wake to f and play, that is not the move I want. He needs to be in a hustle uniform for the rest of the year and figure himself out. Dude was out there just running around. He was doing the Russell Westbrook, and it's absolutely atrocious. What did he go? Seven minutes tonight, 0-2. Both of them were three-pointers. Four fouls and a rebound? That's crazy. Come on, man. man. That's crazy. Man, he got his first one like maybe two seconds in for being out there. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Only reason I say depending on what happens next week is because, like, and I'm not touching on the OG thing. I'm just saying, like, if – Whatever player that they possibly will get in a trade if they decide to make one, uh, if they, if it's dependent upon them taking back young prospects or young players, then more than likely, if we made that trade, Zaire is gone. That's number one. I would hope and pray that they don't get rid of Roddy, but if they decide to say, hey, this is what makes the deal work and this player that we're getting back is just going to be this wonderful piece that we need. Then the only other wing prospect that you got at that point is Conchar and Laravia. So hmm. what do you do? You know, you got to choose between the, the one or the other. And Conchar right now, I know he went through concussion protocol and he ain't been really playing that great before that. And I would never knock him because the, the amount of money that he gets paid, I'm not worried about what right. he does. He's here to fill that spot on that roster and be an emergency guy. But, yeah, I mean, it just really depends on that. If Jake is the only one left, then, yeah, he going to play. But, wow. I mean, they got to get him more reps than what they're getting him, like, tonight. But he's Again, playing maybe. in the G League, though. And he, and he's honestly – I'm not I'm, – they're completely yep. different games. Like, a G League and NBA is a completely different pace, right? Nobody 100%. probably understands that. If you see it up close, I promise you, it is night and day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason a, a player like Kenny Lofton Jr. can dominate that because it's a slower it's a slower game. It really is. Uh, they're yeah. not as big. It's not the the same game the NBA is. But if you Great look league. at the, if you look at the when he comes in, he looks a step slow, and maybe he does need the more play. You know, going against a high level talent such as the NBA players are, but he looks a step slow. Nothing seems right for him. He, he looked like he was just mm-hmm. kind of out of it a little bit, and so maybe that is. But if it was me, I'm saying, hey, this year is all but a wash for you, buddy. You're going to be down in the G League. I want you to de- develop your three-point shot because he I don't know if he's made one in a long, long time. It's been a minute. And that's what he's here for. Well, my thing is this, and it goes back to the argument that I keep bringing up with Zaire. Like, and I don't care what nobody say. You, you won't change my mind on this. Like, is I'm totally fine with sending these rookies down to the G League. Right. Every single rookie in the last couple of years outside of Desmond Bain, BC, and Ja, we've they've at some point had a stint of a couple games throughout the season in, 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 in South Haven. Hmm. I can't count on my hand and I need to go back and do the research. Maybe he hasn't ever played a game in South Haven. I don't remember him. And so my thing is, if we're going to, if we're going to do this with Zaire and we need to keep the same energy with all these other ones that we're bringing in, that, that it's at least first round picks. Uh, because now it's like, he just tossing them out in the game. Like, okay, tonight Zaire, you get a couple minutes. All right, tonight, Roddy, you ain't played in two weeks. You get a couple minutes. Jake, you ain't played in about two months. You get a couple minutes. Like, that ain't building nobody's confidence. They're not developing anything doing that. And it's not helping the team because when they get out yeah. there, they it's one of two things going to happen. They worried about making a mistake, 
or they're going to kind of probably stay away from the ball. And if they get it, it's not going to be a good thing that happens because they just don't have any, they don't have no, no game time to, to get into a rhythm. So, you know, I, I just, I really don't understand it. Like you, you said it on our pod about a week ago or two, like, to get out of the pot it's it's yeah. really getting time to to do that because you ain't doing nothing but hurting these guys i feel like like santi was a little different he just really didn't play much last year and when he did he had some highlights that's it he knew to put his head down over the offseason work his butt off and we see what's paying off hats off to that guy because i was the main one in grizzly saying he was not an nba player mm. and was not even surprised with the summer league proved me 100 wrong and i'm a fan for life of that dude but like you just got to make up your mind what you're doing with them, and I know we'll get hopefully some type of regulation next week. But man, it's it's frustrating to watch. And again, like you just putting Jake in a bad position. Like we're talking about him now, not because anything he really did wrong outside of right. too much fouling in that little bitty <laughs> amount of time. But TJ put him in that position. He did. Hey, so, so all right, so I want to throw that out there. So so Taylor Jenkins gave him that opportunity, right? As a coach. That takes balls to put him out there. And I'm gonna defend, mm-hmm. I'm gonna defend Taylor on that. It takes balls to put him out there and go with a guy. I don't know the reasoning. I probably wouldn't agree with the reasoning, but maybe he was looking for something, right? And maybe you're looking for a spark from somebody who you feel honestly in Zaire, you haven't had a spark. So maybe that's the reason he goes away from uh, Zaire and that opportunity and he goes to Jake to see. It takes balls and it takes guts to do that. So as fans, they're going to criticize Taylor for playing him. But honestly, as a coach, I think that takes a lot more guts to playing than not playing because the easy way out is just to put Zaire in there, right? So mm-hmm. I, I want to give I want to give Taylor his credit because I, I do think that that does take guts. I just I just don't know now after seeing that if we need to see that again. Maybe that was a hey, you took your chance. Let's see if we got something in there, and we, we don't. The bottle's empty. There's but no genie. <laughs> <laughs> at that moment though that's my only issue you didn't play him for the whole first half and you put him in after a scuffle like well he was he was inserting him in so and that's to his fall he's, he's inserting him into dylan brooks's spot because mm-hmm. then he can keep the same rotations going the entire game because then if you put i don't know conchar in that spot then you have to have somebody backfill conchar spot or you go down to nine people he doesn't like running a nine-person thing. He has it in his mind what minutes everybody's playing, and he has the assistant coaches. He doesn't sub them in. The assistant coaches says, "Hey, you know, Zaire, come on, you know, you're going to get whoever." So he has his minute by minute, you know, set, I guess, rotations. Foul trouble obviously throws that off. People getting thrown out throws it off, and that's the reason he played those seven minutes. But I just, I don't understand that. I don't understand throwing Zaire in there the last four minutes of the game. I think Zaire's better than Jake. That also makes me, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot I'm questioning with that. I just don't understand it at all. What I mean, you you just, you 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 basically pour gas on my frustration and a lot of people that are critiques of TJ. It, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. You said that he has this perfect yes. game plan and as soon as something happened, instead of me tweaking my game plan on the fly, nope, I don't want to tweak my game plan. Let me just insert something to keep it going how i envision yeah. it to go that's an issue man that's an issue and 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 going it like i know people i'm i'm a big believer that the regular season matters only about this much yeah you see but you at some point 
if I play, if I'm a second seed and I play the seven seed, guess who I'm going to have to play that next round? Mm. Who I would have played if I was a lower seed. So it really don't matter. You're going to play the yeah. best teams. Uh, so you need to be working on, you know, basically this is your time to train for the playoffs. You're training for that fight. And right. if you out there just doing whatever, you're not actually training to be in that position later on. And when you get in that position, like now you're scrambling. And, and that's the thing, you know, I won't even go on that because I know that's not the topic tonight. But TJ, be better, man. Please. We love and, you, but please be better. And honestly, I, I don't care about the regular season too much. As long as they are a team that looks like they're they're trying, that's, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of teams that don't try. I promise you that they're no fun. They don't want to be there. And it's miserable to be a fan of a team like that. So the yeah. fact that the players want to be there, I don't care what the rotations like look like for the most part, because if there's a reason and a system that you've created to keep players a either healthy, maybe playing with certain people, because that's the way you're going to play it more in the playoffs, because you're going to limit, you know, usually you take two people out of that 10 man rotation. You go to eight. Um, right. I want to see what the rotations look like more into the playoffs. And I think it's going to change. It's going to adjust. But we've been there, right? We went to the play-in. All right. Then we got boned by Utah. And then we go and, and played last year. And it was a completely scramble, right? There was no way to really evaluate the way everything was. TJ mm-hmm. made a decision to go away from Steve-O in Minnesota. And then he went with BC. Then he went with Xavier Tillman to uh, put him into Steve-O's spot. So I will give him that so far of last year. What I saw, I think I'm okay with. But Mm -hmm. I want to see this year. As long as everybody's healthy, I think we have a chance to really see a little bit of more of what his rotations look like. So um, enough about that. Real quick, uh, give me maybe, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm very impressed by them. What What is their playoff potential? Because I think that team is really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, they it's your first year with Donovan Mitchell. So, you know, you still work on the kinks with that, but you still have two home run hitters with him and Garland, like him not getting the all star nod. Hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's it's a lot of it's a lot of guards over there in the east that deserve it. So I guess it was just a tight race of it all. Uh, we knew in the west who pretty much the main guards that was going to get it. Uh, I know you got some Kings fans is worried about. Fox not getting it, but anyway, as, as in, in regards to the, the Cavaliers, man, they teams gonna have to see them. Um, I know they, you know, they rumored to make certain moves, uh, marginal moves is all they need, you know. And, and if Mobley, if he's able to just, I know you hit big on him tonight, he played a pretty good game, but he didn't have Jaron on the other side, he didn't have Steve on the other side. Five uh, yeah, oh, smart man, smart man. I missed it. I'm so mad I missed it. Um, but. Yeah, man, if, if they he's going to be the key piece of that, just being that, I, I would say, just that third offensive piece, him and Allen rebounding on the defensive end and stuff like that will be fine. Team's going to have to see them. Um, I would love to see a conference finals. I don't know how this will work out, but Boston and, and them conference finals. Mm, wow. I think that will be pretty good because, uh, I mean, you got those two bigger wing players over there with Boston, but they're going to give Marcus smart hell, uh, Garland and, and Mitchell. So, yeah. It's going to be great. I, I love Cleveland. They were my uh, team, probably my mo- most favorite team to really watch uh, before the season started. Uh, we went through here and did some uh, predictions on this podcast, but also on free basketball. Um, and we were able to kind of, you know, chat about uh, who else around the NBA are you looking forward to seeing? And they were my number one team. 
just because I love Mobley. I love Garland and Jared mm-hmm. Allen being who they are, man. They've been absolutely just dynamite. And then you bring in Donovan Mitchell, who is a lightning rod, who can just go off. He's the guy who's an X factor in the game. You have a guy that Mr. Consistent, Darius Garland, who can be a, a true point guard for the two bigs. And then right. you have a guy like Donovan Mitchell who can just go off for 30 just in a quarter at, you know, just going crazy sometimes. Um, he's that guy, and he's the guy who, if he gets hot, you ride him. And when he's not, you just kind of lean on the other guys. And so uh, yeah. love the Cavaliers. I, I thought that it was a great game uh, overall. And so outside of really them just pulling away late and having a lot of their their subs, you know, kind of knock down a lot of three-pointers, it, it really was a good game. And so uh, yeah. shout out to them. Um, all right, news breaks before the game. Jaron Jackson Jr., All Star Block Panther. What 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 was your what what was your thoughts on that? Because I have a funny story, but I'm gonna go ahead and let you uh, share it first. Like, what were you just shocked? Like when you saw it, heard it, whatever. Where <laughs> where were you? Oh, uh, I was sitting. It was so funny. Uh, baby girl, I just woke up from a nap. I'm sitting there playing with her pretend kitchen and uh i seen the east come through <laughs> so i seen the east that, that making <laughs> pancakes yeah what man want? whatever daddy, she wanted to make me we we daddy, we, we make it get the ketchup yes sir and uh so i see the notification for the east come through so i'm like oh snap mm. they are announcing it tonight Thanks. so i get on my phone put it on direct tv stream real fast i'm like all right i'm at least have it playing in the background and uh, sure enough, they came back from commercial and they started naming off the names. Ja goes first. And when they got to second to last, which was, was it Laurie? It was Laurie Marketing. He was second to last, right? Yeah, I think so. Because they talked about his, his uh, perm, his curls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when they said that, the only thing I was worried about at that one moment was the Aaron Fox. Because I saw some reports today. They was like, it's around the league. They were like, you know, he's going to be the guy. And uh, but I met here's the thing though, I made the case on the on the last no bluffing part. I said, look, yeah. man, he he's he's defensive player of the year front runner mm. right now. You gotta factor that in. You gotta factor in his defensive rating and, and, and the impact he had when he came back from injury. You gotta factor in he's about to be the block leader in in, mm. in 14, 15 less games. Uh the offensive impact that he's brought this year, if they get him the damn ball, uh, which we just saw him come off uh his biggest shot yeah. attempts ever you know yeah. uh so like all this stuff factor in second in the west like it's not really any other big that was playing better than him if you give it to ad that's a la bias thing if they would have came out with andrew wiggins now i would have raised oh him. my god oh <laughs> but i definitely thought it was a big spot uh they already had three four guards at that point pg is a guard listed uh that's what he listed as so i knew once they put him in there we were fine at least with one more spot so when wow. he popped up last, yeah. man, I said I predicted it, but at the same time, it was just that you know, you know, you know how they do Memphis, man. Sometimes yeah, we just yeah. don't get the respect. So I wasn't surprised he deserved it. Um, but I definitely yelled real quick. Baby girl was like, What are you yelling for? So <laughs> she'll understand. She she'll know. She'll she'll know pretty soon. She'll see it. Uh our guy, Black Lives Matter. Uh, my guy beat all the allegations, the Reddit that allegations. <laughs> that helped. Appreciate y'all. Uh, I really so I, I do think that helped uh, absolutely because it brought Jaron to the forefront of pretty much the social media for maybe a day, 
yep. because there's a lot of people that went and looked through his stats and looked through his blocks and saw the video. And I don't know yeah. if they've already voted or not, but I, I do think that could help uh, because he he was a topic of conversation. But um, so, so yeah, their, their plan did backfire for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was funny. So I am a guy who during a game, I'm very much chill. I'm watching. I'm like, you know, F this, like, you know, under, you know, just kind of conversational. Like, it's not, I don't yell. I don't get up and scream. Um, except for like playoff times, I, I will get up and I'm, 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 I'm kind of walking and pacing while I'm watching a game, but most of the time yeah. I'm just on the couch, um, uh, having a, having a nice beverage most of the time. And I'm sitting next to my wife tonight. She's actually was reading a book while, you know, before the game started <laughs> and, um, we're just sitting there and I see it. I'm like, all right. She goes, what are you saying about Ja? And I'm saying, I'm something stupid ski, whatever. I got to be like the kids. Oh, and Lord. so I put that out. And then I'm sitting there, not paying attention too much, just watching it. And all of a sudden, they said from Memphis, and my eyes just got big. And he said, you knew it. I said, no effing way. I stood <laughs> up. I said, there's no effing way. And she mm-hmm. goes, what happened? Like, what? Is he, a, is he an all-star? I said, yes. She goes, I've never yes, seen sir. you act like this. I go, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't believe that they actually voted him in. And it was a moment that I was I was proud. I was proud of him because yeah. he's obviously become so much better as a player. He's filling out into his man body, um, and he's he really is becoming that true two, or he could be two A, two B to to Jaws one. Um, yeah. I I just I just think that it's very deserving. I don't know if he deserved it this year as much, so I don't want to say he didn't. Okay, I don't know mm-hmm. if he was more deserving than the others. But it goes to show they're rewarding defense because its stats do not show it on the offensive end, right? It, it absolutely does not. But because he's been such a menace on the defensive end, I really do think it showed. And I, I, I think they took uh, account because he was not up there in the fan voting. So that mm-hmm. 50% of the fan voting, then you have the media and uh, was 25% and the coaches is 25%. So the media and the coaches had to pretty much trump uh, the rest of the fan vote that he did not have. And so shout out to Jaron. Uh, shout out to all his fans because there's a lot of people uh, that ride for, for 13. And yep. I think that they, they deserve to have the day, uh, you know, being proud. Don't, don't take that smile off their face for sure. Yeah. Um, they gotta be a big confidence boost for him too. Like just everything to that he done went through, like just the, I know he hear the outside noise and, and it tripped me out when he get on interviews and he act like he don't know what's going on. Like, Jerry, you 22, 23 years old, like you live on social media, you know, you know what the post of, of NBA Twitter is going on. You know what Grizz Twitter is saying. You got Devin Walker as one of your best friends. So, you know, he's probably <laughs> feeding you some of the stuff that's going on. And I haven't been a, a, a Jaron critiquer. Uh, yeah. I've been a supporter of his. It's just, you know, get him the ball, put him in his spaces to win and grow into your body. You know, that's about the best thing I could say on him. But you can see the potential from his first year. So to go through what he's been through, um and then the injury stuff and for the last two years outside of missing 14 games been pretty much healthy i'm happy for that guy very proud like you said to be a grizzly fan and for us to send two guys out there now we just got to get days in there next year that's the big thing i believe we're the only team out in the west uh, i haven't looked at the east only team out in the west that has two players on the all-star game isn't that right because ad didn't make it they were going to have lebron ad as the only two um, and so I was curious if for some reason, 
they were going to do that. And at that point, then you have one of the worst teams in the West uh, have two, two all stars. Yeah, it did make sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, there's only two more games left before the All Star break. I, I think it's important that they they get a chance to take a, a take a deep breath. Um, but I, I do that. I do think that this is much needed more than it probably has been before because I think now mm-hmm. the expectations are the highest they've ever been for a team. Uh, they've been able to get away with a little bit more and say, hey, we're just a fun young team. Now they've kind of been been there for the most part. They've been to the playoffs. Now they're trying to get back to the, the second and third round, potentially. Like, they're one of the better teams. This isn't a surprise this year. Expectations right. are high. They probably need to catch their breath. There's two more games for the All-Star break. Uh, we get to celebrate two guys. They have two days off. I would imagine tomorrow is an off day. I would imagine. <laughs> they're not going to wake those guys up. Uh, I don't even know if they're staying in Cleveland. I don't know if they're going home. If it was me, I'd say, hey, get me to my bed. I want to be in my bed. But um, two days off, play Sunday against uh, the Raptors. They will not have OG. Uh, Before we talk about that game, and before I actually give you an exercise, I'm going to ask you, who are the players you're keeping? Trade deadline comes. What players are you making sure do not leave your team? Okay, and that's going to be – we know the guarantees are going to be Ja, Jaron, and Bain, right? So anybody else, I want to give you, uh, run you through that little exercise real quick. Before we get to that, uh, our presenting sponsor is Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, they, I promise you, they will take care of you, give you a good rate. They gave me a good rate uh, right now. This house, everything I am, uh, they insured me. But Zach is a great guy. He's he's a he's a close friend of mine, uh, but he runs a very very good State Farm agency. Uh, give him a call, 901-443-4798 at ZachInsuresMemphis.com, 901-443-4798. All right, enough for that. They paid the bills, right? So we got to give them a little bit of a shout-out. Uh, all right, so what players What players are you keeping, Chris, okay? And I'm not saying I – I don't want you to give me every one of them, okay? We got to tease the bag. Tease the bag a little bit. All right, so number one, you got three players. We're keeping Ja, Jaron, and Bain. Somebody calls – who is the guy that they say you go, nope, not that guy? <laughs> I think we all can agree Steven Adams is off the table. <laughs> Great. Okay. That was my that was my fourth one. For he's my guarantee. You can't get him away. The other guys, it's gonna be a little weird. All right. We're yeah. gonna have a conversation, but we're on the same page. Those are our first four. Okay. Yeah. Who's the next guy? I might surprise you with this one. I'm gonna say Santi Aldama. Wow. Okay. All right, so if you had to choose, if they say, hey, I have to have one of these guys, I have to, and they give you a, they, everything works out perfectly. You get your dream guy, and he says, all right, you got to give me one of these guys because we're equal on both. You got to give me either Santi or you got to give me Brandon Clark. Which one are you giving me? Peace out, Santi. Really? I, dude, we got <laughs> – we gotta have Steve I'm sorry. I I'm with Anthony Side 100. It is it's sickening to no, have not the, Stephen Adams. Did I say Stephen Adams? No, Brandon Clark. Oh, I didn't hear you say Brandon Clark. My bad. So yeah. BC or Santi? Yeah, Brandon Clark or Santi Aldama. You start talking about Steve O's. I was like, no, no, no. I, I love Steve O. We're not losing. Him. Oh, oh, Santi oh. or Brandon Clark. Oh, BC. I, I love you too, bro. But you got to dip. Wow. I just think. To see, okay, okay. Let me let me let me explain my case. 
<laughs> and me and Black Lives Matter, we agree. I love when me and him agree because we don't agree on much, but when we agree, I love it. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's my guy. I, that's my guy. I, I, I like that guy. Um, the, the reason is like when you you talking about he to me, he has one of the biggest leaps in the NBA. Like he was not a formidable NBA player last year. Like he was, I, I said it and I stand on that. He was on the same plane as Marco Guterich when he mm, was here. Wow. Marco Guterich, he was fine up the threes over there in Europe. He got over here and couldn't bust a great. I don't know what it was. Like me and Sane was on the phone last week. It's like, I get, I mean, it's got to be confidence. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely confidence. Like he was comfortable over there. He gets to uh, America and, and, you know, we don't know what happens. He even looked yeah. weird being around them when they was dancing and stuff. He just was uncomfortable <laughs> as hell. Uh, Santi, he got a little swag. I remember that. What was it? The um, open practice last year. I mean, he did a little, oh, okay. you know, he the did dancing. one of those. Yeah, he he had a little swag to him there. He couldn't play, but he had a little swag. And then so you see him just over this last year, man, he, he put in the work and he's so he's so versatile. You know, we're talking yeah. about what we lost in Kyle. Like he's that at seven feet that can shoot way better like i can't remember how many threes he hit tonight but that's gonna come into play in the playoffs like i was i'm sitting there watching the game and i'm like those players that we always been hating to play over the years like you you, you go against a dario Saric or what was the guy it was a couple i want to say josh rookie year he played for the pelicans it was the mlk game he was a tall foreign guy but he was busting our ass from three i can't remember his name but that's these these just hernan gomez was it not Hernan Gomez. Uh, uh-uh. it was another guy. He had a weird name. I don't even think he's in the league no more. But he had kind of like a shaggy okay. type hair, haircut. Uh, I'm gonna find his name in a second. But okay. these guys that are not like the main guys, but they they come in and they just bust you up from three in the playoffs. Santi is gonna be that guy. He has confidence down, mm-hmm. and he's gonna get better. Like to see him be not an right. NBA player to be a to me like me. It's me saying that. Like I can go pull yeah. the rece- receipts of me. Hanging this guy this summer, like so. Yeah, yeah. no, I, no. Saying, I think, I think he's gonna be good, man. And, and BC, I love him to death, but he's a one trick pony at the end of the day. Like I love when he's in the middle of that zone. We saw him be able to help job break that zone, uh. But he don't offer you too much outside of that, outside of being an energy guy. And so, if I got to go with somebody that's gonna actually kill somebody in the playoffs, that's gonna be a weapon for the next ten years, I got to go, Santi, man. I got to. Yeah. I'm curious when he gets that extension because I think he's a player that will get an extension uh, similar to what BC got. BC, for the future, whether he's here or whether they trade him, mm-hmm. but, dude, he's about to make 12 and a half over the next four years, right? So yeah. four-year 50, 12 and a half each year. You can trade that guy any year you want if you do want to trade him. And he's still going to hold value because he is a hustler and he's a guy that will help you win games, right? Yeah. So BC's contract is amazing. The funny thing is, we're five of five. That's my that's my next guy is Santi. I keep him really? over anybody else on that bench anywhere else on this team. Santi, I a huge, huge, huge fan of Santi right yeah um and so I, I think that he has completely just added a, a whole nother level to his game um and weirdly enough him and Zaire spent uh their time in the offseason together and yeah man it just I don't know what happened I think that I think that knee injury really set him back so um I have another exercise I'm going to send you through but I want to I want to find out 
is there another person? Because I want to have this lead me into my next exercise with you. If there's somebody that calls, is there? It doesn't have to be anybody, but is there? You're like, hey, I know there's no, it would take a lot. Let's, let's go there. It would take a lot for you to get rid of this person. It's hard for me to to choose between these two because let me let me tell you, it's not Tyus. Yeah, Tyus, he has the salary, so you know, and yeah, I will go in there another day. It's not Tyus, is um, it's not Zaire. It's really gonna come down for me to be Jake or Roddy, and I'm definitely leaning Roddy more just because he. Listen, we talk about OG and all these other players. I think the replacement for Dylan, if we can't get that crazy three or four stretch, whatever we're looking for to right. replace Dylan with, I think he's the perfect Dylan replacement down the road. Uh, if he can take some type of small jump like Desmond took from year one to year two, not year yeah. two to year three, he's going to be fine. Uh, I love what Roddy brings, and it's just going to be confidence for him. With Jake, my only – my only fear, man, is that what that dude can turn into mm. if he puts in the work. Now, <laughs> it, it is kind of crazy that I didn't really realize this till last week. Like I, I've heard it, but I didn't realize it, and just it really set in that he didn't start until his senior year. Mm-hmm. And if he did three years in college, that means he's been playing organized basketball for four years. Right. That's insane for a wing player. We see that a lot with like these international guys that are like big players, like uh, Joel Embiid, like these guys yeah. that are big men. Fine, I get that. But for an American-born player to only be playing professional ball for four years, it's kind of – it's scary. So the yeah, risk yeah. reward could be great on his end, but I'm going to have to say, Roddy, if I'm going to say this is the guy I want to keep. Wow. I what do you I, got? I See, I didn't expect that at all. Um, I think it's BC for it's, me. I think it's BC for me because BC gives you a little bit of versatility. I think he allows you to be the team and the versatile team that you actually are. Uh, and I think that his ceiling is is right there where he kind of is. I don't know if he's getting much better. I don't know if he's getting much worse, but you already have him locked up under contract, and that's the difference. It's mm-hmm. not because he's so much better than Jake or or Roddy or honestly anybody else on this team. It's the fact that we know who he is and what he gives you. And so he's yeah. the guy that if you want to get him, you're going to have to bring it, right? And then, honestly, we're going to get back a little bit more, especially when his contract goes up to 12 and a half. We're going to get a little bit more back for him than we would one of these other players. So I know what, yeah. you're, what I'm getting out of him, and that's why I'm going to go with him. Uh, a little comparison real quick. I think Roddy is a better John Conchar. I'm not saying they're the same. I think they're both those type of players. They are glue guys, people that are going to be your 8, 9, 10 on the bench. You need them for a championship team. You must have a guy like that, a guy who can rebound, right. play uh, out on the perimeter, guard one through whatever. He's a better John Conchar for the simple fact that he's able to still guard, but he can go up He can go up in size a little bit more, and he actually can got, uh, guard people with a little bit more girt to him. But yeah. what is he? He's a guy that if he makes a three, you're happy. If he makes yeah. a few shots, you're happy. But he's not going to do anything that's going to wow you except for maybe just kind of give you a little bit of wiggle every now and then. And you're like, all right, all right, the wiggle's back. The wiggle's yep. here. So yeah. um, I don't know. That, that's But BC is my guy. All right, so let's, uh, let's put you the last one. Okay. If you have to choose right now, they'll call you and say, hey, you got to send me one of these guys. 
You got to send me either Jake or Roddy. Who are you sending me? Who are you sending who, out? Who are we sending them to? The East or the West? Doesn't matter, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. I oh you see that that makes it tough because I don't want to get him another potential shooter. Uh <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, bro. I'm, I'm I'm gonna send Jake. I gotta I gotta send okay. Jake. I got to. I, I do. Um you say he's a better Roddy, but I, I don't know. I think he's what I think he's what we the people that critique Dylan, I'll just say that. The people that are mm-hmm. not on DB Island, I think he's what we want DB to be. Uh, You're to, no, 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 Roddy. No, I think, Roddy. Yeah, I think, wow. yeah, I think he's what we want him to be as far as on the basketball court. Not all the, not all the antics, not all the, the hoorah, not all yeah. the tapping people in the nuts, like none of that. But as far as just being a high basketball IQ player, playing within your role. I mean, we see now his rookie year, he's, he can play great defense. If he can work on his shot, if he can work on his confidence, his handle over the summer, which I'm pretty sure in the summer league we've been doing it the last three years, why not? Why change it now? Put the yeah. ball in Roddy's hands, and you see what happens from there. Yeah. I, I just – yeah, I I, I think I'm going to keep him um, for okay. the long term over Jake for sure. Um, all right. Well, then, would you uh, – Roddy or Zaire? <laughs> Roddy. Wow. Is Roddy your highest after uh, Santi? On these wing guys, if yeah, yeah, Tyus is not going to be here in the next yeah. after next year. If he's he's gone, if he's here, it don't make sense. Like you love Memphis too much at that point because yeah, you ain't gonna get the money that you're getting right now. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, but if he stayed great, um, but yeah, I just I believe I'm of the mindset, man. It's it's other ways that we can upgrade this team, and with us having our big three, we have to focus on that. Like even going back to what you were saying with BC. The only reason why he's not high up in my high in my uh, in my list of like players that I need to keep is for the simple fact if I got a Roddy, which is a wing, and I got Santi, which is I don't even know what to classify him at because yeah. I know he's seven foot, but that dude can do so much. Stretch. Stretch yeah, 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 yeah. So if I'm trying to fill out that second unit, right, I know I probably can go get me a cheap backup point guard like a. <laughs> I'm gonna say a stupid name, but whatever. Like a Della Dova, Della Vadova, or uh TJ McConnell, or God, or, yes, or, yes. or 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 campaign, like those type of guys that are cheap. I can go grab one of them just to run the back the backcourt on the second unit. But I want to grab me a shooter to add to that, and I want to add me a rim running big that can rebound, uh, i.e. like a J- uh JaVel McGee, not him mm, particularly, but just right. that style of play. And I think that solidifies that bench. If I got Santi and BC, I can't do that as far as on the big side. So, um, yeah, man, if I got to keep one, I'm keeping Roddy. I love the idea of Zaire. Me and my wife were just talking about this. We heard this on a movie, and this woman was talking about, um, I don't love him. I love the idea of him. And she was mm. like, what does that even mean? And I had to break it down because I had to think about it for a second. But Let me like, put it in basketball terms. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> She hooped too, so she understood it when I broke it down. It's funny you said that. Uh, but yeah, Zaire, like I love the idea of him, a 16, almost seven foot, mm. being able to put the ball on the floor and hit mid-range and create for itself and defend and catch lobs from John Morant. Like I love the idea of it, but until he get it up in here, mm-hmm. 
it's just the idea yeah. and it's just like jake so i know roddy got it in here and that's why i, I put him ahead of them guys wow yeah, I like Roddy, man. He is a dog, absolutely, uh, through and through. And I didn't see it for forever, honestly. And I, I see, I see what uh, what Nate saw, right? Uh, even though I think all that was fake, and I think that was luck uh, from crazy. from Nate. Uh, there's no way in the world he even knew who that guy was, except for he they got had in a Utah. crazy summer. Yeah, he did. He probably <laughs> smoked smoked a bowl out in Colorado and said, "I like Colorado." There's a guy. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just – I like Roddy as well, and I think that he really could be Mr. Consistent on that bench unit. And I really think that he would be the guy that they probably won't come off of. And I have a piece that's coming out, and I, I, I wrote it. I've sent it in. Uh, it should be edited out hopefully over the weekend. It's a, uh, it's a trade piece. And it's all about the window of the Grizzlies. And a lot of people don't really look at the window as much because this team is good and they can be really good. But if you look at them on paper, and that's what I just strictly just paper. There is no no me. Well, okay, there was a little bit of me in there. Just I had to I had to s talk a little bit on Dylan, but there was a little bit of me in there. But mainly, it's on paper. And if you look at them on paper, it looks great. Like the team really does look great. They're lined out for the future. They're paying right. their young guys, and they pay them out where they're actually getting extensions. They're paying their core guys. It makes sense. If you look at this team, they don't have anybody with a player option. Everybody has either a straight salary or it is a team option. Mm. Nobody on the team has a player option. Go look at everybody else's books. There's player options everywhere. Everywhere. It's weird. It's different. It's weird. But I will say that if you look at it, this year they have a guy like Danny Green who's making $10 You have Dylan Brooks, right? But Both can be very important to this team. Next year. The only two players outside of our young guys who are all making $5 million or less, that's Zaire who's making four and a half, everybody. They have three draft picks. They have seven Mm -hmm. people right now making under $5 million on the roster. Those three draft picks, you add all of them to this team, that's 10 people making under $5 million. You can't have a team like that, right? Too top heavy. You can't have a team like that. So what do you do this year? You have two guys. They're both on expiring contracts. If you let them walk, you have nobody to trade for. And obviously your books are are fairly even. The only thing you can do is go into free agency and grab somebody. And how often do the Grizzlies grab people in free agency? It's very rare. Next year, you look at the books next year. The only two people that you're willing to trade is BC, who's making 12 and a half, and you, and you want to trade a guy maybe like Tyus, who's on an expiring. He's, he's going to be making 14 million. But at what point does his his draft or his trade stock fall because he's on an expiring contract of 14 million? What team is going to pull them from you and give them a good give you a good player if they're really wanting to contend for a championship too? Because that's right. the reason you get a guy like Tyus. Yeah. It's very tough. Like the Grizzlies are very strapped in a way, in a different way, for ha- being able to make a move. They have a lot of draft picks but they're also strapped in a different way than people don't really realize you have Mm -hmm. to send out to get, to get uh, the same amount of money back. You have to make the money match. And I think it's very important to look at that. And so uh, just check out my, my article when it does come out, I think it's going to be kind of cool to see. Uh, But I just kind of started thinking about it and I go, why don't I just write something? I never write either. (laughs) I never write. Nate's going to kill me when he, when he's he's, he's like, all right, what's this? I just want to know how many pages, I mean, uh, how many words it is. 1,700. 1,700. 
That ain't not bad. too bad. I asked. Yeah. I was like, it's just this too long. Too long. That's a good read. I want to um, touch on that real quick before we go to the next yeah, subject. Go ahead. Because like the the grid space went long last night and okay. ended up getting shut out. Uh Twitter spaces just kind of went down on us last night. I don't know what happened, but I still had some thoughts that I had to get out, and so I got them out. And <laughs> one of the things that really hit me last night, and we've talked about this before in the group chat, on podcast, stuff like that, but just in regards to if they don't make any kind of move going exactly with what you were just talking about right now, it's really going to be detrimental. And, and, and I think at the very least you make a move off Dylan or off Danny. you got to choose which one. Because, I mean, maybe you could use some of these younger players that got smaller salaries. I just don't know what you bring back that's going to be profitable on the court. Right. Uh, but if you send out one of those guys, you 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 make the decision of which one, and you attach a small contract like a John Conchar, that opens up one roster spot if you bring back mm-hmm. one player. One thing that we've never seen the Grizzlies do as well, like you were talking about signing somebody in the free agency, we've never seen them touch the buyout market. And most mm-hmm. of the time it's because we got too many guys. We yeah. can't bring on nobody unless you hurt some feelings and let one of these players go. Like, that's why we need to stop bringing in everybody friend. That's another conversation uh, for another day. But I think that's another needed thing because if you can get one of these players that are veterans off the buyout market, bro, like that's – that helps you a lot and you didn't have to give up really anything outside of just including another salary filler on the trade when you brought somebody back. So I know you didn't ask about this and we, I'm not going deep into it, but if you do an OG trade and you give up two, maybe three picks, that's up to them on what they want to do. At least you lock in his contract to be moved next year. If he don't want to stay and you open up another spot to bring in a buyout piece, that kind of just helps you stay afloat and get through this. But if you just say, you know what, we good with DG and we good with DB and we ride it out and don't do nothing. Um, yeah. Good luck to us, man. It's, it's, it's just, you living in the land of ifs at that point. And I just, it's scary for yeah. us that have never been here before. Yeah. It, 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 it's a, it's a weird time. And I know people, uh, you want to be a fan. That's great. Honestly, just ride the ride. You know, just kind of blindfold yourself a little bit, enjoy the ride because it is yep. fun to be a fan. It's our job to really break down the different aspects of the of the team, and a lot of time it's not as fun when you're having to do it because you're trying to think through the different scenarios and you get too involved, you get a little bit over your head, and you're like, "Man, this I liked it more when I didn't really read Twitter and I was able just to say, "Hey, uh, they won tonight or they lost tonight." You ride with the wins and losses, and obviously you yep. uh, you have twelve more happy days than you than you have uh, bad days. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially on a team like this, but <laughs> I, I look at I look at the team, man. And I just I'm just like you. I'm like thinking, like, how can they strategically do it? Because I'm mesmerized with it personally, uh, mm-hmm. with how strategically climbing can, can go. Um, and at the end of my piece, I kind of I put the uh, meme on there. I don't know if they'll allow it or not, but you know the whole uh, Woody when he's holding back, he's like, hold up, let him cook. I put oh, yeah. that on there. I put a little, uh, I put some grit, <laughs> some grizz, uh, paraphernalia, uh, paraphernalia on them. Uh, but I just said, you know, hold up, you know, let climb and cook because I yeah. really do think that there's potential where they could figure out a scenario where maybe they don't, they want OG, but the price is going to be too high already. Yeah. Like they already see that. Yeah. What if they're actually driving up the price right now? Because if they're able to drive up that price, what might happen is there'll be more moves that are made 
which mm-hmm. could give them actually a potential chance to go in and be a third team in more scenarios than they would if nobody really went and got OG. Because the more right. trades, the more buyouts, the more yeah. potential to be a third team. And maybe they just need picks. Somebody needs a pick. We'll send you. A, we'll send you a player for you know for Danny Green, and you can take on the ex- extra money. There's room, right. and I, I think that there there could be a whole scheme. We're looking at this like it. It wasn't OG. It was the third man the whole time. It was whoever and yep. somebody somebody that we didn't expect. It was it was Bojan, even though they just said that they're not going to bring him in. Um, yeah, it could be. But Bo I mean. Yeah, you hey, hey Bobon. No, let me stop. No, <laughs> no. We could put them in a movie or a show when they come to Memphis or something. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's just I will say this two things for me, and I'm done pretty much. Uh number one, if they don't make a move next week, I'm probably gonna fall back into that just casual fan mode. Mm. Uh, ment- mentally, mentally. Like, I'm not gonna stress myself out when it comes playoff time. Yes, I'm gonna be rude. Yes, I'm gonna be frustrated when calls are bad and stuff like that. But as far as having my expectations where they are right now, one right. week away from the trade they're deadline, they're gonna fall. And whatever yeah. happens, I'm just gonna enjoy the ride. Uh, but it, I will say this if we do give climate and company the credit that we have been giving them, I just know, like I know, like I know that they are smarter than that to go at this trade deadline and just let these assets walk out the door. I don't know what it's gonna be. I got to get them more credit than that because uh they know I know they know that they're gonna put a they're gonna put some damper on some stuff if they don't come yeah. off season. So I'm gonna give them that credit and we'll see what happens. Let's enjoy the ride. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. We're over an hour. I don't think I've ever been over an hour on a show. And honestly, I've enjoyed it. And some of that we have two days, so it gives a little bit for people to come on here and listen to this. Um, we have a we're gonna do a Sunday show, I believe. Um, I think I have the time to do it. Um, my wife has surgery tomorrow. So, so my, on my side of things, life's a little crazy right now. Uh, so we have that, but I think Sunday should open up where we'll be able to do a show. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you're a loyal listener, thank you uh, for hanging out. If you're new to this, uh, we try to do a lot of post-game shows, almost every game, but, um, definitely down the stretch, we will, uh, mostly every game. But as of right now, we're just kind of picking and choosing mostly weekdays. Uh, but Tuesday, we have the game against the Chicago Bulls. It's the last game before the uh, the trade deadline. We're going to have Sean Coleman of uh, um, Bill Street. <laughs> what? Not Bill Street. Um, is it BSN? Grizzlies? SBN. 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 Uh, BS. Yeah. BS. <laughs> Dang. Sorry. Uh, SBN Nation. Uh, over there at the uh, whatever they're called. I'm just completely drawing blank. But anyway, Sean Coleman will be with us. Uh, so make sure you come into that. Uh, me and him are very, uh, we're, we're very tight. And so it'll be a good show for that. So this whole crossover week, man, it's been a lot of fun. Do you have anything else before we get out of here? Cause we've already ran long, but you know what? We're going to be back to the people. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, nothing really coming, man. I got to get back in the swing of things or writing myself. I had some topics that I kind of just set on the table because I was waiting on things to happen and then life happens, but I'm going to get back into it. Just like you said, uh, cause I enjoy it, man. I really do. It's an outlet for me. And, um, so I don't have anything coming with that, but you know, uh, I, this was, this was, this was fun, man. I ain't been able to be on here in a while because of me and my wife's work schedule. Um, I had my daughter at nighttime while she's working from home uh, a little late. So I can't hop on. I'm always in the comments, me and black lives matter going back at it, you know, back and forth about Dylan. But it was fun to be on here, actually on the show, and uh, hopefully we have another crossover. 
homecoming, sure. whatever you want to call it, uh, at some point before the season season gets out for sure. So I appreciate you having me, bro. Yeah, as we go down the home stretch, um, closing in probably on the last month, uh, and definitely in the playoffs. Playoffs every game, we will have a post game show. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. What we're planning on doing, and I've not spoke with anybody within our Grizz lead or Grizz on one team. Um, we're gonna try to have a game, but I can't do every one of them. But my hopes is that I can have people like you on, and then Nathan can have people like Ryan or Luke, and, and vice versa. And so yeah. if you if you've heard a lot of our other people within the Grizz on one family, the Grizz on one network, uh, we're gonna kind of be going back and forth that way nobody has to do every game i'll be on here probably the most but um, i think having in fresh insight is, is so much fun because i you know me talking to nate all the time or ryan all the time eventually you want to have something else different have a little bit of a change up you don't have the fastball every night you got a little curveball a little curve um but but that's what we have so uh i want to say thank you to everybody that's obviously uh listening to this and watching it live um it's always a blast i, I love being on here uh, i think live is so much more fun we need to get pe more people in the chat so if you're listening come to the chat let's talk about it black lives matter shout out at all as always uh you're one of the best um always coming in here and always showing loyalty man i appreciate it but uh podcast everybody appreciate it thank you uh the most important thing we can always say is be nice and tell your friends.